more opportunities to growers in our core business and more opportunities to buyers. So well, what are opportunities? Ability to sell grain. Nine years ago, or not nine, seven years ago, there was a change. The marketing opened up in Western Canada. Buyers that had avoided are now coming to Canada. They're looking, hey, we want to buy grain. We'll have some form of infrastructure. They get CGC license. They're playing by the rules. But they're not out there hiring huge sales forces to drive up and down driveways. Mm. Growers, from their end, they can probably effectively manage four to five buyer relationships. Mm. But there's more than four to five out there. The Future Podcast is brought to you by Aberhart Ag Solutions. Join us as we talk to top entrepreneurs in the agricultural space about their methods of obtaining success in their endeavors. And now, your host, Dan Aberhart. Mike McCoy, Ag Exchange Group. How are you doing, man? Good, how are you? Good. We've known each other for a couple years now, eh? Yeah. We've been through the industry, we talked to... Yeah. We met at trade shows and stuff. We met at trade shows and stuff. Um, <laughs> getting the bio salt. <laughs> yeah. We were just talking before we got on uh, camera here that one of the things you really like about Eggsmart is that you there's a bunch of little guys here, small and medium-sized businesses, and you had a chance to network with people you've never talked to before. Yeah. Love it. So there's a lot of great trade shows, right? Absolutely. Get a lot of exposure. You want to go meet 30,000 of your best friends, you can hit up any big show you want. Yeah. What I love about this is small and medium-sized businesses we're together producers or, or growers or industry people might be in sessions we were meeting people that i don't you wouldn't come across at those big shows so they're that's exciting because this is to me the next level of innovation like when we met with what you guys and your core business was doing with, yeah with 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 the sulfur Right? It's That's incredible. Incredible. We're taking food waste. <laughs> like it's still, like I just love it. We're taking food waste. It's a big deal, man. We're putting it there. On a lot of levels. So you got that. You got different businesses around here that are getting going. So right. 25 years ago when I started an egg, it was the big companies investing in biotechnology. You had some smaller companies, but on the iron side for zero tillage and everything else. Well, that's running technology and the seeds running herbicide fungicide all that well there's another level of innovation this is that's what i'm loving and it's here it's here yeah it's awesome well, how did you guys make the decision to come huh interesting story perfect so <laughs> i i heard uh, a little over a year ago right okay. announced that there's going to be ag smart uh, partnership, I get looking it up. Well, looks pretty neat. Read some stuff about it. Let's watch. Go to AgriTrade. Well, there's an smart booth. Well, let's see who's all. This is the goals of it and everything else. Is it? I can be uh, probably a little blunt, honest, and I just say, hey, great stuff. Putting the puzzle pieces together to produce a crop. It ends there. I said, you're missing your gaps in the puzzle pieces are from the field to the storage unit to the sale. And they're like, okay, well, what do you got? <laughs> oh, well, what problems do you solve, yeah, Mike? Yeah. So anyway, brought it up. 
brought it up. We had fun. We had a few calls uh, with the uh, Eggsmart team. Perfect. And uh, we jumped on, I would say, fairly early as sponsors because I believe what's going on uh, between with what Agritrade can bring to Olds College, the outdoor in Alberta. Um, yeah. There's no summer outdoor in Alberta. Hey. This, this college is doing some phenomenal stuff. I love it. Had a great chat with Stuart this morning. Oh, we did. Um, we did a, another event here in March. Mm-hmm. We toured and looking at what they're doing and deploying technology on livestock, equine production ag. Like, it, I I get excited coming here because they re, they reinvented themselves. They did. That's uh, I didn't even know that, but <laughs> yeah. not a big detail, guys. Like, oh, X Mart, well, come on down. But yeah, I guess this is the first. I mean, we yeah. had something before. Couple this years. is they yeah. got their focus straight after you know, yeah. having the balls to try something. Yeah, and with the right partners. And what I mean by that is, they didn't try go it alone again. That they they had something. Mm-hmm. We we were in two years ago, or whenever it was for a future farm expo. They tried something, but you needed the, um, the expertise on event management. Not that, you know, that's, I think, a nice thing that came about this. We're organized. It was, it was um, a little challenging the last time, mm-hmm. but I'm impressed with the flow. Speakers, man, what a lineup of topics. Right? Like, I was looking. Now, I've, I've been working the trade show booth and looking at the topics. Right. But... If I was to just have had someone at the trade show booth, I don't know if I could have chosen. I know. Every breakout I looked at, there's like yeah. five guys I wanted, gals I wanted to see. Yeah. And it was applicable. That's, and talking right. with a few of the speakers right. after. And for a college to really be applicable, we were talking yes. about, you know, education being designed to essentially make human beings into good factory workers. Yeah. <laughs> at one point in human history. Yeah. Now it's like, we're going to learn how to learn yeah. and open our minds to different things. So it's a cool show, and uh, here we are again talking on trade shows. So are you ready for some role-playing? Yep. It's perfectly PG. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's family show. Yep. Come yep. on. Yep. I'm a producer. Yep. And I'm in, uh, in uh, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba. What, what problems do you solve for me, Mr. Polo shirt-wearing trade show guy? Good luck. Do you miss that? No, no disrespect <laughs> polo-wearing trade show guys. We love you. You're yeah. doing so much. So what, what am I solving? Why would you stop and talk to Exactly. Yeah. No, so what problems we solve is we actually we bring more opportunities to growers. In our core business, more opportunities to buyers. So well, what are opportunities? Ability to sell grain. Nine years ago, not nine, seven years ago, there was a change. The marketing opened up in Western Canada. Buyers that had avoided are now coming to Canada. They're looking, hey, we want to buy grain. We'll have some form of infrastructure. They get CGC license. They're playing by the rules. But they're not out there hiring huge sales forces to drive up and down driveways. Mm. Growers, from their end, they can probably effectively manage four to five buyer relationships, mm. but there's more than four to five out there. How many are there? So if you took, you know what, there are, there's at least 250 unique wow. buyers. 
that doesn't count feedlots, right? Right. Two hundred fifty unique buyers out there, and that can be conventional organic. I don't. I'm not looking at the how it's produced. Just looking at the opportunities. Mm-hmm. Well, all these opportunities need to be able to get in touch with the grower. The grower needs an effective and efficient way. That's where we come in. We can bring it to them on their device, right? Get more offers, more opportunities to sell your grain. It's an opportunity whether you execute on it or not. So that's the business model we brought. Now, what's it bring to the buyers? Well, it brings them more opportunities to source grain. Mm-hmm. So grain, the pricing part of grain, in my experience and life here, is it's an ugly thing. Grain reps don't really care for it too much. It can be kind of tedious and, and cumbersome. And so, uh, you know what? It's an effective and efficient way. So how did you, okay, so you're, problem that you're solving is you're connecting buyers with the market yep. and the market with buyers yep. and they love you for it. Yep. How did you How did you start doing this or how did it come to be or what's this entrepreneurial story behind it all? Founded by Lyle Irwin Trout out of Saskatoon. Okay. So how did he come up with the idea? He was actually working at the same company I was, large multinational grain company, when the wheat board went away. And he mm. saw the growing pains that large grain companies were having to try and identify where good quality grain was to make a quick sale to an international. So he left it, and he's done another startup before, does the old, there's gotta be a better way, takes some time, writes a business plan, goes to the Saskatchewan Angel Investment Network. I've never heard of these people. Yeah, it's, it's like a, I like Joe Saskatchewan Angel, Angel Investment Network. So the same? I guess, or, or <laughs> insane. Because they take flyers on in the membrane. Yeah. Nice. But what they do is you go and do a pitch like a dragon's den. Okay. This is sexy. So you do a pre-pitch. He goes, Lyle goes to do the pre-pitch. He's going to get into the next room or not. The guy who does the pre-pitch too says, we don't even have to go in the room. (laughs) I'm in. Yeah. And it was Dr. David Khalil. Uh, He's a computer engineering PhD, U of S. Because well, he wanted to be a part of the nuts and bolts. He be part of the nuts and bolts. Beautiful. But he has done startups. He's done... He, so here, all of a sudden, you and next thing, he specializes in internet security and safety. Okay, What's big, right? You, if you're going to be doing grain transactions online, security and safety. Yeah. So David brought the tech team along 2013 up until 2015. Build, build, build. Refine, build. They took a beta version out in 2015, tried it, got feedback from growers. What they had taken out was a catalog. It was an online inventory management system. Growers can map their farm, take the production from the field digitally, put it in a bin, sell it out of the bin, um, aggregate it at a farm level so a grain buyer could see, oh, Abraham Farms have a thousand ton of one red 13. I'm going to offer to buy it from them. Then you could accept the deal online, you know, just make this whole thing efficient. That's a lot of change management, as we've seen with adoption of technology. So when they went out in 2015 and 2016, the grower said, love what you got going. It's a bit of, that's a big change. Can we do the trading side? Can I get offers? Can I make targets to buyers? And they said, well, we can. We got to, so we retrenched. Just when I joined in 2016, we took everything off the market and we broke it into modules. 
kind of a value ladder to it, so you can buy in at different levels on your membership mm-hmm. and get different levels of service. Hmm. We relaunched at the Christmas time of 2016, went back to everyone that was on, said, you got what you asked for, so give it a go. So from about uh, January 2017 until November, we got more feedback, a few more little tweaks and nudges and everything else within. And then at AgriTrade in 2017, we commercially launched it and went pretty big. And what does that look like now? Well, we're we're proud of our progress. We're seven and a half million acres of farmers. Seven and a half million. That's so, the market share. How big is the market? And it's like 80 million acres yeah. in Western Canada. Yeah. So we're so you're 10 percent market share. Yeah. We um, two million tons offered in the system. Mm-hmm. So you know, roughly use a ton of acres, 80 million, 100 million tons of production. Okay. But so in the in the how many tons an acre you said? Roughly use one. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay, I never knew that. I never yeah. thought of it that way. Yeah. So but that that's what I always point. do because it'll it'll catch some areas that produce less. Yeah. Produce more. And I just thought that was interesting factoid. Yeah. So anyway, um, in a crop year of twenty. 18 to 2019, there's mm-hmm. a million ton there. So we're a million ton of the 80, 100 million ton that's grown. So we're picking up pace that way. It's neat. It's exciting to watch. You're passionate about Mike. I love it. Like, <laughs> uh, so I had someone ask me earlier at the booth. Yeah. Okay, this, it almost sounds too good to be true what you're offering. <laughs> so what's your catch? Well, we don't have a catch. Well, well what's the downside? As of today, the only downside or negative feedback we've had about it is we've had some users call up and say, I'm getting too many offers. Okay, if you're getting too many offers for your grain, we'll figure out how to get you the offers the right way, but I don't know if getting... Maybe you want less offers at a different price, I don't know. Yeah, could be. You never know. I was wondering if you can, uh, if you're if you're a farm that's baking in different things that you want to like, move up the value chain, like say... Uh, sustainable or you know we have specialty grain or because yeah. I think it was Sean Haney that was saying since the wheat board's gone have we really taken advantage of all the different opportunities in wheat worldwide so is there that opportunity with what you guys have built currently or in the future there there is I mean, kind the of only, sitting yeah the only catch yeah. the only catch is we vet our buyers mm-hmm. you got to be CGC licensed or carry insurance so you know what for as many buyers as we brought on I bet you Almost fifty uh, percent, count-wise, we've turned away. So you get people; they find us online. Hey, I'm Mr. Pasta Maker out of Italy. This is a true story. Okay. I'm gonna buy. I'm guaranteeing you. I'm gonna buy ten thousand ton of Amber Durham a month out of Western Canada. Bring me on. Okay. So you're gonna buy it in Western Canada. How are you? Where are you going to receive it? How are you going to get it out? Oh, so you bet these? Yeah, I bet them. You bet them? Yes. And we know and like and trust you, Mike. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows. <laughs> Not everybody. <laughs> we hope that you are enjoying this episode of the Growing the Future podcast. Please take the time to visit our sponsor, Aberhart Egg Solutions at aberhartagsolutions.ca where you can find innovative solutions that transform your farm. And now, back to the show. Cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. 
No, but we vet them. And it's like, okay, what's your what's your infrastructure? Do you have assets here? Like, how do we keep it so that you don't receive a container, you know? Let's say it takes a container of Durham. How's the farmer going to be paid? That's what concerns us. That's why we vet the buyers. Because we've seen it. We've seen it all over. And if one of those failed? There's my business. It would be on you? Wouldn't be on me, but in the world of They're internet, you. social media, They're trusting you, yeah, people. part of your role, a function in the market. Yeah, if you like Mike, you're doing the due diligence. Yeah. So we've turned those. You're giving up some opportunities. Yeah. To we'll, do the right thing. We will do it, and that's the thing that helps me sleep at night. And I like sleeping. So what the hell's going on with like MRLs and like it seems like the world's changing here with uh, chemicals and crops and people wanting this, people wanting that. What's going on? Talk so, to me, talk to me, Mike. Talk to you about that. MRLs, all of that. Well, so, I don't know. Do you have an opinion? You I must have be an up opinion. on the news. I got an opinion. Well, this is what the show is for. Okay. An opinion on it? Is Give me your opinion. The world is getting what the internet's feeding, whether yeah. it's informed or misinformed. Yeah. And so, so the MRLs, and, and so there are, there are valid cases. Yeah. But it's the invalid that gets all the play, and that blows it up. Right? And that's that's the unfortunate thing. We've got, and this goes back through my working career. I believe in our product registration. What what Ag Canada and CFIA, because they're two separate departments. What they do and the due diligence due diligence you need in Canada to get a product registered for crop, and then the wait time or the pre-harvest interval time. That's uh, I am convicted that that's best in class. So then if we look at MRLs after that, there could be people abusing the system. But other than that, the standards are pretty high within our country. Yeah. So my opinion on it is then it goes to misinformed or emotion-trumping science. Because CFIA, that's, that's the food. That's the food side. Ag Canada is separate. So if you go meet your Ag Canada, you still got to meet your CFIA. What's holding you back from having eighty percent market share, buddy? What's what's holding you back? Talk to me. Oh, telling your story, honestly, just time and money to tell our story because no different than our visit here. Yeah. It takes. I I, I hear you because I can't get it to thirty seconds. Yeah. And and if I get right. it to thirty seconds, then people are looking and saying, "What's the catch?" So then you still spend another few minutes. Yeah. Explaining there is no catch. So it's windshield time. It's shock time. You're a windshield time guy, though, way. Eh? Oh, yeah. Seem like a bit of a road warrior. I am. It's tough, tough, though, sometimes being away, hey? You it said is. you brought your family? Yes. That's special. I was. Uh, I got a picture of my daughter the other night, because I'm like, you know, it's always like, how's Ivanka and stuff? And there she was, a little princess thing on. It's tough. Yeah. It's, being away. It's tough being away. You know what? Um, the way egg works, right? We're all gone. Nob, Dees, Jan, Feb. Big part of the winter in the field, and producers. Yeah, then they're gone then. And Rob's book signing the other night. You yeah, know, he had tears in his eyes. Like, you know, he recognized like, hey, I gave up a lot with my kids to do what I did. Yeah, we do. We trade. We trade. We trade it. But it's also it's, we also we that's our yeah. somebody. You know, we need to work. 
Well, so need to provide. when I was speaking the other day, yeah, that was actually my first slide was a picture of my family. Oh, this is cool. why I do what I do. Yeah, and then a picture of the kids. Yeah. I'm in this for them. Yeah, I honestly am because I want them to have a sustainable world, and I don't mean that in getting in all that other sustainable stuff. I want them to have a world where they can have good, healthy food available to them and have a good life. Did you have a slide of me for any reason? Or uh, I closed with it. <laughs> I said, direct all questions here. Oh, yeah. I had an exchange <laughs> in hotline, FAQ hotline. Yeah. Whew. Um, that's cool. So, uh, like, where are you going to be? Where are you going to be in three years? What does that look like? Because the company like yours is a big growth curve, eh? Yeah. Uh, we want to be the cash grade marketplace Yeah. for Western Canada. Yeah. Where we're going to be, we want to be going into the States, too. We believe the solution we have is great for... North American production. We can go look at other global areas, but let's start. Let's get Western Canadian successful, and then we're going to go into the states. So, is it making commodities better, or is there going to be opportunity for us to see Canada up with different things that people want around the world? Like, it's going to be like an Amazon, where the robot goes, "Oh, you need something for your suit, but special brand from this guy." I think what um, what my vision is is that it's there are players out there that will provide opportunities. And kind of in that vein, as you described, yeah. but where they can look to the Canadian marketplace, they know that they can source, like we've got phenomenal quality, and phenomenal standards, getting it. And as we raise the bar, so if we can get our commodities into more affluent places, we're gonna get paid we continue to unload. Yeah. If we if we just continue to unload protein for protein diets, yeah. You're not gonna you're not gonna make your upset. So we want to be that somebody in uh, whatever Italy pulls it out and says this is Canadian whatever Canadian bacon, yeah, so to speak. Yeah. And be like, oh, everybody's oozing on. Yeah. Well, hey, when did you stop eating meat? By the way, you you on the Beyond Meat? You kind of no. Did anybody catch you in the drive through with the A and W? Struggling with it. <laughs> I like my uh, I like my uh, veggie protein in the form of like like my steak and my peas or beans next to it. <laughs> I like my veggie protein in the form of dog food. Yeah. And me, I eat the steak. <laughs> and the dog looks at me like, mm, can I get a bit of that? And I'm like, do you deserve it? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> this is the story of my pug's life. Yeah. It's a pug's life. Um. Yeah, I think it's really cool what you guys are building. And uh, so, is it just going to be? <laughs> are we going to? Are you going to make the Amazon inputs or what? So, oh. <laughs> well, no, I can scratch. A, no, it's a great question because what I do. we can turn this thing on a dime, and we can do it for inputs. We can do it for fertilizer. Should we? we? I don't know. We're what we're trying to do. Let's make grain successful. I'll tell you what. Lyle, David, myself, our team, we're passionate about grain. So that's where we're going. We want to, let's make, so rather than get ourselves spread thin and very narrow, we focused on grain. We've got lots of people calling us for other opportunities. Do what Let's just execute and, and do it right. Yeah, because your platform could be ubiquitous for all kinds of things. And we could do it for tires. Right? Okay. It, it, no, it could be for yeah. anything. Yeah. The the horse the horses running the thing in the background could be for anything. But aren't other people doing that in other industries? It's probably still a huge gap, eh? Um. Well, 
really you'd come up against a, an Amazon, like in a, where you. But for new for for inputs, is it going to be FBN or is it going to be Nutrien or who's going to digitize it the best quickest? They will have their own. So this would. Be, you must be looking at this space. This is so a difference to us to like FBN or a Nutrien or an Indigo Egg or anything else. Is Indigo, yeah. We we don't uh, align with any one, right? So ours was bringing more opportunities to growers, more opportunities to buyers. That's that. Pr that's our principle we work with. Whereas Nutrien would be interested in Nutrien, FBN and what they can yeah. source. Whereas ours is to go broad. Right? Create an efficient marketplace. So are you really digitizing uh, green? Like, is that what's happening? Is there not? It's uh, just a, you want to take that much credit? No. What like, I always think about, efficient? well, I don't know. I always think about um, what I learned about Peter Diamandis's, uh you know, six stages of digitization. That's a pretty big deal. Like, it, it changes mm -hmm. everything, but... Yeah, I guess, you know, there has been a lot of platforms throughout history that have uh, got grain to people and going back to when they used to candle, stick, chart, rice, yeah. rice, so rice didn't spoil and prices didn't go through the roof from famine and stuff like that, which yeah. is, if you study candlesticks, it's a beautiful thing in itself. It's one of my first loves. That's yeah. One of my first loves that broke my heart as well. <laughs> yeah. Freaking candlestick charting, they made a damn money on those, like, W's and M's and, uh, sticks and uh, but I love I think it's a thing of beauty I think it's beautiful what do you think of this um, all, with all due love and respect that Brennan Chaden is doing a sustainable grain thing that's a new area organic regenerative this, how are you feeling about that space there's something there yeah for sure there's something there I you know what from what I've learned it's really piqued my interest yeah um, you should talk to her yeah because it's uh, so it's not it's another segment. So I was going to say it's not organic, but it, it's another segment. We're thinking. It's, a, it's a different way of thinking about the food and how it's produced. Here's my thing. I want to call it progressive agriculture. <laughs> Nobody would probably care, but oh, I think, listen, right? Yes. Because I was thinking this winter, so we have a trusted applicator summit. Yep. And the products and stuff and the services we've been looking at bringing to the market through Aberhart Egg now. They've got that slick little machine built. Yeah. Thing of beauty, I'm telling you. Not to toot our own horn, but it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. So now it's just like, okay, what's our next on power that's been dry for a while? Like, what do we take on? We're looking at lots of different ways of farming, and a lot of it just comes from from Terry, who's innovated uh, on all kinds of things that he's brought to the market. So the next thing is, how do we, you know, I talk to these regenerative people, and there's cliques, and there's clans, and I talk to the organic people, and there's cliques, and there's clans. You can be in, sometimes you're not in. Yeah. It could be cool, and it's like, uh, there's fundamentalists on one side of the stage and then you know true capitalists on the other side of the stage and kind of speak to everybody in between but you know I was thinking what if the biggest legacy is if you can move the needle on conventional market like 10 or 20 percent you know and yes. we called it progressive agriculture and we're just we're cutting you know we're cutting back on harsh chemistry and synthetic fertilizers and we're doing it economically we're producing just as much or more getting that whole cycle in life of the soil going and stuff like that and then we sell our grain on ag exchange Sign me up. Life is good. You know what I oh, mean? No. So and have like a progressive agriculture summit where you get yeah. like-minded people together. And me and Rob had it out the other night. Rob O'Connor from Ag Motion yeah. and Farm Forum. Whether we should just integrate it to Farm Forum, but I want it to be yeah. like a standalone no. thing. But I'm serious about this, man. No, I'm. I'm there. A new I'm title. Not. Sign me up. Because, a new title because okay. like you know what regenerative says? It says we didn't do a good enough job already 
you know, everything else is, if you're not regenerative, you're destroying. It's like, oh, you're not regenerative? Well, you must be in the destroying soil club. Yeah. Oh, really? This is a marketing play, but not in, in a negative way. We are humble and egg. So we'll use a word amongst, within the industry of regenerative. Right. Unintended con consequence, someone four generations removed from the farm gets thinking, well, what's been going on? Have you been ruining my life all along? <laughs> we call yeah. it progressive. Yeah. You like that? I love it. Because we're, well, progressive could be, maybe it has some negative connotations. But I, the thing is, I don't want it to be pigeonholed. It's just that if you have an open mindset and you're trying to do better and it's give us give us a little breathing room, we're getting better every day. Like yes. all the trend lines are getting better every day. Like Rob's presentation. You want to live 50 years ago? Here's what you're dealing with. Yeah. You want to live a thousand years ago? Here's what you're dealing with. Yeah. You want to go back to real nature without the technology that we had, like the Haberbosch process that makes yeah. so much shit possible? I mean, reason people can tweet over how bad farmers are, you know, with their $50,000 SUV parked outside having a $6 coffee yeah. at, at Starbucks is because of the Haberbosch process yeah. and the energy energy complex yeah. and the will and grit of a bunch of people that came to this country with sweet F wall yeah. made it work and I love it we're both doing good things going forward so that's my little speech but maybe you know we should talk too because we're looking for sponsors <laughs> <laughs> but no I think it's a good you know that's how I see it too is we, we bring people together and it's kind of something like this, you know. And I know there's lots of shows and stuff like that, but like it's pretty functional to have these connections, these conversations at a show like this. Yeah. But I think a new title might help, or maybe not. But I'd like to call it something because we can get we can get better yet. We're going to get better yet in conventional. It's all going to. And we're doing we're doing great, but we're going to get better. Yes. I want to see a map of the the carbon 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 sink. You know, positive negative. What does yeah. that look like? Saskatchewan should be green. It should be. And there are, our eastern neighbors should look upon us with envy, and we should look upon them with thanks for envying us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that—that's it. We, in a way, goes back to this when I said we're humble. We got to move from humble to being confident. I don't have that problem. With no. Right. But the industry. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. That's kind of what, yeah, we want to promote. It's like, we got it. We either have to, Terry said it earlier in an interview, I forget who he was talking to, but he's like, if we don't do more, like if we don't listen at some point, we just continue doing what we're doing and telling everybody they're an idiot because they don't like the way we're doing it. We're not going to be in business. Well, we'll get such a dichotomy that. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't, you know, I don't, for us, our MO isn't to polarize anybody, it's to bring people together. Yeah. You know, it's been a huge honor. And I, I get excited talking to people like you, see, because the other side of it, I don't know what, if there's anything you want to share on that side of it, but the pain points of growing a business, being an entrepreneur. We can do a whole other segment on that. Well, that's kind of what the show is about, really. Yeah. You know, it's an entrepreneurs and agriculture and that kind of mindset, but um, how has it been? You know what? So I spent the biggest part of my working career in multinationals. Yeah. So yeah, lots of money. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of money. It's not a problem if you can write a check for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the entrepreneurial side, what I've loved is that you learn to take a nickel and lay the rolling pin to it and stretch mm -hmm. it out to a dollar. Mm -hmm. I love that. Because creativity. Yeah, then you got to go yeah. back to the. But then there's some board. frustrating yeah. times within that of making that stretch and you just can't. 
press hard enough. And What's your biggest challenge right now? People, money, um, education? People, people and money. People and money. That's <laughs> kind of because, eternal. Well, yeah. Eternal. It's an eternal. And it's not just, I find too, it's not just getting people. It's like us in leadership positions, communicating things. Like I just have this all the time. And now I'm just like recognizing it in like nanoseconds. But it's also like, don't I know this by now or really? But it's it's it, not just finding people. It's like communicating with them. And I'm sure they're feeling fulfilled. They have what they need to do the job. Yeah. Like, my problem is I'm thinking about something so long before I get to the mic that I almost assume that they know. They missed the... And then I'm like, how can you not know? Yeah. And they're like, what are... Where are you coming? Well, I've been sleepless for three days and this has been in my head, you know. So it's always interesting on the HR side. But, I mean, techno people are more important than ever in technology. People are so important. Technology, ag tech, mm -hmm. high tech, high touch. Mm, I like that. We need yeah. the people to carry that touch. more than ever and they got to come out of this college they got to come out of this college they got to come out of so our most successful people were people that have um, they've got the ag experience and I, I'm not trying to do that to build silos around but when you're in high tech high touch I we don't have the resources to bring an outside industry person in and lead them through like they need they need the agility and the ability to learn if they're missing that, they're usually not successful. They can succeed in another organization that's got a long onboarding plan and a long development. As you know, in the entrepreneurial world, that uh, long onboarding plan is <laughs> non-existent. Out the window. Yeah, it might be till uh, well 4.30 on the morning you're hired. Well, there's probably somebody in the backstage who's going to watch this interview and go, what event? The Progressive Agricultural Summit. There we go. Dan hasn't really told us that we're... But it's good. Because he's already... I can't think of it until I think of it or it doesn't occur until it occurs. <laughs> Why can't we plan six to nine months in advance? Because we create, you know, cre creatively procrastination occurs yeah. until things got to percolate. And, and I still believe that no matter how big your organization gets, you know, I get everybody's need to like, oh, we need to know this, we need to know that. But at some point, we have, still have to be nimble to execute crazy shit that comes along in the middle yeah. of the night on very short notice. And, can't handle the heat in the kitchen, get out, because we're doing yeah. some important stuff here, I feel like. Yes. That's where I get like, what if we had an event this year, the first annual in January, a progressive agricultural summit, and you were there, Mike, and you were helping out and telling your story to producers, and and we can move the needle. Yeah. And I lost, I asked a lot of people about legacy. What are you guys trying to leave? What are, what are you excited to leave as a legacy? Of course you're chill. Yeah. But, I, I an egg. Right. So I want to say that I'm really proud of what I've had the opportunity of. Um, I've had I had a career working with biotechnology and minimum tillage. Like back in the days when we were going to convince people to stop tilling and spray and then direct seed in. Like, so that's been that's right. a bit of when I look back. That's a happy legacy. The biotechnology advancements, right? And just what came there and being on the ground floor and introducing producers to that. Um, different things within even um, grain, advice, grain advising and marketing and different solutions that way and trying different things. Um, that the real legacy now from today forward 
is that my my kids and my family will look back and say, hey, he was part of helping make things more efficient. Whether my kids come into ag or not, they don't show any interest right now. You know, but but maybe one day the other thing I hope is that I can pique their interest to look at me you know, look at. Doesn't mean you have to be. Um, I don't need them to go out and farm the land, but they can have an influence. That's one thing. You're a good guy. I like you, Mike. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Show. Thanks for listening to the Growing the Future podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for highlights of the show. Also, full-length videos of the show are available on our website, www.growingthefuturepodcast.ca, and on YouTube. We would very much appreciate if you took the time to visit our sponsor, Aberhart Ag Solutions at aberhartagsolutions.ca, where you can find innovative solutions that transform your farm. Thank you.